We know it's not joyful when you're going through the chastisement or discipline of God. Because later on, when you look at the providence of God, sometimes those things that were bad were really good because God worked those things together for good. Hello, my name is Minister Herbert Moore, the minister here at the Church of Christ in Atlanta Airport area, where we speak for the Bible speaks and we're silent for the Bible is silent. Our worship service begins at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. Please tune in WATC 57 at 4 p.m. every Sunday. Come be with us and we will do you good. I mean, what you feel like you can give to someone else and I take it to someone else and that's exactly what they did. Thank God for them. Remember Moses was told by his father-in-law what you need to do is make sure you give those some of those tasks to others. He said you can't bear this by yourself. All the time we're depressed because we're trying to bear it by ourselves. The Hebrew writer tells us something about two items that sometimes we, we have and we try to keep. Here's the, here's the two items. I, I think it's, it's good for us to turn there. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. We don't realize this sometimes, but we try to hold on to these items. Paul even mentioned in Galatians chapter 6, verse number 1 through 5, he said, bear one another burdens, but then he says, you have to also bear your own burdens. There's some burdens you can't bear for a person. A husband can't bear the burden of having a child. He can comfort his wife, he can do all of that, but she has to have that child herself. A parent cannot bear the burden of that child doing their homework and doing, making good grades in school. They have to bear that burden themselves. They can take him to school and pick him up. But they had to bear that burden themselves. Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 12, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, lay aside what, Hebrew writer? Lay aside every weight. Sometimes things are weighty on us. Sometimes we take on more than we can bear, like I had done at one point. You have to lay aside every weight. Because some people, even your children, can bear some of those burdens themselves. And we must teach them to do so. Every weight, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, and the sin which so easily beset us. See, sin can be weighty. It's hard to look people in the eye when you're all in sin, when you're in sin. And even if you can't look them in the eye, you know God knows about it. In Psalm 19, listen to what the writer said. David says, he said, Lord, take away my secret sins. You know, allow me to acknowledge my secret sins. That can be weight on you. How can you worship God in spirit and truth when you know you're deeply rooted into sin and you can't let it go. Keep in mind, we go back to what Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart when you can't let it go. 
what's in right now that you can't, don't tell me, you don't have to tell me because it's none of my business, but it's your business and God's business. There's our every weight and sin that so easily beset us. And let us run with patience to raise that is set before. We have a race set before us. We're in this Christian race. And in this Christian race, we get discouraged. We get let down. And don't you think for one minute that your household is going to say, since you're in this Christian race, we are 100% behind you. But Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 34, and following, your greatest foe would be those of your own household. Because I, I come to bring a sword. Sometimes your depression may come from within your own household. We've been warned. We've been forewarned about that. Say on our back, we've seen that, and he wants to turn us around. Don't let anyone turn you around. Know that that's same job. Same job is to make you discouraged. Same job is to make you depressed. I love this part in verse number two. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who is, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number two, who for the joy that was set before him. What did he do? He endured the cross. We need to take up our cross daily and follow him. Are you taking up your cross daily? Daily? Luke chapter 14, verse number 23. Every day, take up your cross and follow him. Well, don't you know, preacher, I'm depressed right now. I, I need about two weeks to get myself together. <laughs> In the midst of depression, the Lord is there. He's there. One of the preachers years ago, he just passed a few months ago. And I can identify with this. He said when he was going through so much, so many trials and tribulations, even within his own home, he said his therapy was preaching the word of God. You might, may not be a preacher to preach the word of God, but your therapy should be studying the word of God every day and praying to God. That's your therapy. I love what Paul said. In Acts chapter 20, verse number 32 and 5, Paul said, the word of God is able to build you up. It is. There in graphic word, James says, James chapter 1, verse number 18 and 5, it is the engrafted word of God. And oh, how it's able to build us up. Endure the cross, despising the shame, and it's set down where? At the right hand of God, on the throne of God. That's what Jesus did. He did not let anything stop him. I want you to notice here as we look at this idea of getting to the other side of depression. The prime example of great, prop, the great prophet Elijah that we see in 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19. Great prophet. On one hand, Elijah was a man of faith. In 1 Kings chapter 17, look at 1 Kings 17, Elijah boldly confronts King Ahab. Boldly. A man of faith. With God's judgment for Israel, adultery, Israel was dapping into adultery. 
serving other gods. Can you imagine the same God that brought them out and did all that he did for them? They would go back into adultery and, and sin. I know it hurts all of us when, when we wind up back in sin, when we have repented of that sin and we back in sin again. And some like Flip Wilson would say, the devil made me do it. God, he tests us to bring out the best in us, Satan. He tempts us to bring out the worst in us. It is only when you're confronted with different things that determines how much faith you have. How much trust in God you have. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Elijah, he boldly confronts King Ahab. There would be no rain for three and a half years. At the end of that time, in 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah challenges the prophets of the false god Baal to the contest to see who was truly God. And Elijah, he, he, he won that. He really did. Elijah, he won it. Even though he, he won that contest, he had a high point in his life at that point. He became low. Remember, he became very low. Have you been there before? How should we overcome seasons of depression and discouragement? I'm told among the women, statistics say that one in four women will be diagnosed with clinical depression at some point in their life. One out of four. Now the men, the number is a little different from them because oftentimes they don't show their emotion. They hide behind a lot of things. I'm told that one out of 10 men will be diagnosed with clinical depression. It's real, it, it really is. And some way, oh no, no, preacher, it's a lack of faith. They just need more faith. They, they, you need to pump some more faith into them. <laughs> well, Elijah would say he had a lot of faith, but he had still gotten depressed. Research, research said men are less likely, probably only because they're less, only because they are uh, less likely to show their share their feelings and seek help. But see, women, they share their feelings, thank God. First Peter chapter three, verse number one and following shows that women and this weaker vessel doesn't mean that they're weak, it means that they're more emotional, if you will. And that's why the husband ought to dwell with them in a way that they treat them right because their prayers will be hindered. They're more real often than men are. But here we see again, many great leaders have struggled with it. Even some of the leaders in the past in the United States have struggled with it. Abraham Lincoln and others have struggled with it. But here, 
In this text, Elijah, one of the greatest prophets and spiritual heroes in the Bible, has a season of depression, as we see here. I want you to see, just glance just a, just a minute with me at this season of depression. In 1 Kings chapter 19, look at 1 Kings chapter 19. Here, the Bible says, and they have told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. In other words, you have 24 hours, and you're going to die. You're going to be like the ones that you kill. So Elijah, he, he takes a 20-mile hike. Elijah's getting out of Dodge. Verse number 3, and in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse number 3, And when he saw that he arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down upon a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die and said, Is it enough now? O oh Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than many fathers. There could be someone now. Listen to my voice that have decided that they're giving up, that they're checking out. I say to you, hold on. Psalm 30, verse number 5, we've been doing it for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I want you to know that trouble does not last always. Just wait and get to the other side of depression. And God will work it out. There's so many resources people have now that there's a, an 800 number to call. Then that's a number that never busy. You can call on God all the time. As he lay in verse number five, in first King chapter 19, verse number five, listen to what the Bible says. As he lay and slept under a juniper tree, Behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Sometimes when you get depressed, off time you have not gotten enough sleep and you, you're not eating properly. Food can make a difference. The right kind of food. The right kind of rest can make a difference. Oftentimes we're depressed because we're so wind up, and, and life just keep moving. It's 24 hours a day. You wake up in the morning, and you go to bed at night, and you do this and you do that. It seems like it's going gonna, it's gonna to never stop. But I want you to know that God never stopped. God is always on the throne. God is always there. He's there. I have some more news for you. And he loves you. Remember last week we talked about being the apple of God's eye. 
How to become the apple of God's eye. Not living a perfect life because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you become the apple of God's eye by every day of your life doing your best to live a righteous life. Every day. He knows you're not perfect. He knows you're not human. As we see Elijah, he was human just like we are. And one would think right now he has a lack of faith. He's running and running and running. But sometimes we get to that point in our lives, you, we look back and say, it seems like I have a lack of faith now, but what that should do is should build us up more because now we know that we got through it. Think about all the things that we got through and, and some of the things that we got through, we forgot to thank God. Sacrograms chapter 12, verse number seven through 10. It is Paul that has a thorn in the flesh. A messenger, Satan is messenger. Satan was dealing with Paul. He was dealing with Paul. And he asked God, he prayed honestly three times that God would remove that thorn in the flesh, whatever it was. God tells him, Paul, I won't remove it, but I give you power. I, my grace, I give you my grace. God just, see, that's what allows us to come out of depression. It's God's grace. I'm, Merited favor of God. He's, my grace is sufficient for you. There's so many things that God has not pulled me totally away from, but he has given me his grace to bear the situation, given me the strength. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. So Jesus, Paul is told that, God, I won't remove that situation. I won't remove that job. You need that job right now, amen? I won't remove that job right now. I just hate this job. I get, uh, shh. Well, you know what God's gonna do? He, watch it, Ronnie. He's gonna give you the strength to bear it. You hear me, Curtis? God will give us strength to bear it. We, and God is working things out in our lives, and we must give him time. And so here we see in Elijah's situation, 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah's situation. As he, in verse number 5, as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel took him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a there was a cake baked on the coals and a curse of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. In other words, he needed two doses of food and two doses of sleep. <laughs> Sometimes we think we're ready. After losing a loved one or after going through a sickness, maybe we need to just relax and do a stay, stay vacation. Y'all know what a stay vacation is? Staycation. Y'all know what a staycation is? Wherever you are, it goes just along, wherever you are, just enjoy where you are. You know, have a good meal. 
enjoy yourself. Look out the window. Go out and walk a little bit. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes the routine can get to us. We're just human. We're all human. But you don't know, preacher, I did this all these years. I know I can do this. The older you get, sometimes you have to back off and regroup and look at your life again. But God was dealing with him. I want you to know this morning that sometimes it's not time to start preaching to people when they're depressed. God didn't, just, God didn't just start preaching to him. God gave him what he needed at the time. Sometimes when people are depressed like this, don't go preaching to him. Well, I was like this a few years ago. You can come out of this. You can come out on the other side. No, just be there for him. Joe, friend, they, they came to him. They sat for seven days and seven nights, but then they opened their mouth and messed up. <laughs> Sometimes people are in a depressed state. They just need you to listen to them. You don't know all the answer anyway. I know I don't. <laughs> you know, that situation could be totally different. But just be there for them. God, God didn't preach to him. You know what God did later? He tells him to go on my horror. And, and he, he spoke to him in, in different ways. And then, then it, he broke it down to a still, small voice. That's what God did. I want you to notice, as we look at Elijah and others, here in this, Elijah was one of the greatest prophets, spiritual heroes in the Bible as a season of depression. Doing it, he cries out to God to take his life. Look at verse number four. In First Kings chapter 19, verse number four, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down on the juniper tree. And he said, requested to himself that he might die. And said, it is enough. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Just the other day, there was uh, it's a famous person son killed himself and she just died the other day he he killed himself about a year ago these are people with something people are seeking money and fame and all the different things but i want you to know this morning that you can have all of that and still can still be depressed Because man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded by the mouth of God. It is God's word that builds up, I mentioned earlier. And it is seeing that, that these characters in the Bible, they were not perfect, number one. And they're just human like we are. But God was able to do great things to them. He was able to use them as earthen vessels to do great things like he's able to do great things through you. But likewise, Moses, let's look at Moses. Let's put the camera on Moses here in, in Numbers chapter 11. Look at Numbers chapter 11. You know, we, we talk about Moses a lot. The lawgiver. 
Moses, of course, had a lot on his plate. And I think sometime about my plate, and I know my plate is nothing near as some of these people had on their plate. And so, same with you. God has been so good to us in this generation where many things we don't even have to worry about. I know Curtis don't remember this, and I know Sister Walker don't remember this. Some of you may remember this. When I go to my grandparents' house, my grandfather had to cut wood, and then one time, everyone were afraid to get up first because the first person got up would be cold. So he would cut wood, and someone had to put the wood in the stove in order for those in a few minutes later to get up. But now we have automatic heat, Sister Moore, automatic heat. Thank you so much for tuning in with us as you have listened to the message of the hour. In order to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us in Mark 16, 15 and 16, it says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be down. And so one must hear the word in Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And once you hear the word, you must believe the word. Once you believe the word, you must repent of your sin. Luke 13, 3, Jesus says, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. And once you repent, you confess Christ, the sweetest name on Martha tongue. Then after that, you're buried with him in baptism, in the watery grave of baptism. You become, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, a new creature, a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. And so we encourage you to come be with us as we teach you the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You become a member of the church of Christ, the one that Christ died for. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 18. God bless you all. Hello, my name is Minister Herbert Moore from the Church of Christ at Atlanta Airport. We're located about three miles from the Atlanta Airport, the busiest airport in the world. We're just an eight minute drive. We have many people that travel through the airport and they come to worship with us. We speak what the Bible speaks and we're silent what the Bible is silent. And so we invite you to come. We also invite you to tune in to our television program every Sunday at 4 p.m. WATC 57 Television. We also invite you to visit our Facebook Church of Christ at Atlanta Airport area. Also, you can go to YouTube, speakingthegospel.tv, and hear many more of the sermons from the Word of God that I have spoken throughout the last months and the last years. Enter to worship and leave to serve. Many times today, we're not able to worship in a building. The Bible tells us that we are to worship on the first day of the week. And as you know, we can worship God everywhere and anywhere. The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 3, verses number 1 and following, as Moses approached the burning bush that was burning but did not burn up, God tells him, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And that's why we can worship anywhere. The church is not the building. 
the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, that the kingdom of God lives within us. So when we say we're coming to church, we're really coming to worship. This is why we need to realize God does not dwell in an empty church building. He's all over. He's everywhere. And those that worship him in John 4, 24 must worship him in spirit and truth.